Good evening, how are we doing? Grab your sparkling water, or in this case tonight, an alcohol-free beer. I must say, at 76 calories for a whole bottle. That hits the spot, you know, like post-dinner. So, good evening, Ali. Um, grab your alcohol-free beer, 76 calorie beer. Not bad at all, I must say. Fizzy, fills you up, hits the spot. Feels like, if I'm honest, I'm having something pretty cheeky, but, ooh, actually not. The little hacks. And I wanna to speak to you tonight um, about something that um, is quite interesting. So I'm just gonna um, add a, something that happened today. Um, yeah, it was today. Today's been a long day. Early, early start today. Um, someone asked me what time I get up. Um, normally around 4.45, by the way. Um, and something that um, I wanted to talk into is with regards to, to hot drinks. Are hot drinks okay? And um, I will go over that. Give me a hello if you're coming in anyway. Um, put a one in the comments if you can hear me okay. Hey, Claire. Hey, Sarah. How is, um, how's your week going so far? What's working well? What's not working well? Um, any questions that you've got tonight, bring them in. We've got a few questions so far on hot drinks, um, creatine, alcohol-free beer, uh, which is all good, by the way, as I'm drinking right now. Hey, Julie. How are we doing? Perfect. You can all hear me okay. Um, by the way, if you accessed the self-sabotage worksheet like dead early, you might have noticed it opened up something else. Um, it was a comfort eating book. Nothing crazy. I said something else there. It's like, like it was something that you shouldn't see. It was just a comfort eating book, um, which is still probably useful, to be fair, um, in many cases. However, that's now updated, so you should be able, that should open all good. Um, now, so I'm just going to invite a few people in, um, and we are then ready to rock. If you've got any questions, let me know your biggest take home so far today. How did you find today's sleep self-sabotage? What is your one thing today? I, I, I almost expect, um, kind of less, less people to be in tonight, given that, uh, tonight is about, this, what today's task is about sleep and self-sabotage. So, um, maybe you're actually applying what we, what we talk about which is good. So, um, day four, Q&A live, and we are ready to rock. So, let's rock and roll. So, um, uh, I feel like Claire was there. Rebecca, how are we doing? So, um, Okay, cool. Let's let's delve into the question. I feel like I'm coming out of hibernation after the sessions this week. Perfect. Good work. Yeah, getting and tomorrow's session, um, the workout, how's the muscles feeling? Hey Melanie, tomorrow's session we step it up a little bit. Um in terms of the glutes, it is glute, it is glute, the lazy bum 3.0 tomorrow. So you might remember the, the lazy bum from Monday. It's 3.0. And remember, always go at your pace, number one. If you can't do that workout, do number two. There's always adapted around you. That's the key thing, whether you do um, upper body, lower body. We've done it this week. No floor, knee friendly. You've got a bit of everything this week. That's what we do at Fruity Fit. That's how we give you that 
variation to make sure you can always adapt it and it's always your pace. Hey, Sarah, how are we doing? So um, let's delve into uh, the question. So the first question was on hot drinks. Okay, are hot drinks okay? Now, my answer is always yes. Hot drinks are fine. However, this is where personalized coaching comes in a bit more and collecting data really comes in a bit more because then it's like, well, I eat well, don't know why I'm not losing weight, da da da. And then when we look at it a bit more detail, it's like, ah, you didn't tell me that you were having three cups of tea a day, four cups of coffee, and when you have a coffee, you froth your milk every time. Not that that's a bad thing, by the way, but you have quite a lot of milk in there. Like the some of those coffee machines, uh, I think it is an espresso one, not, not, not that it's bad, by the way, but they only actually give you like a small coffee quite often, but they're having a big coffee each time, so the rest is milk, it's like that much milk. And I was like, right, okay. So you're telling me that you're having like 1,100, 1,200 calories, but you're actually then having three cups of uh, tea, and like four or five coffees in a day. And although, and this is where it comes into it, it's like they were tracking, collecting data, but then it was like, actually, there's probably around, I don't know, 400 calories in there that they're just sitting there. Hey, Monica. Hey, Rebecca. And now I'm like, okay, that pretty much explains why you're potentially not losing the weight that you want to lose. Just that there. Just that. And it was really interesting because it was like, I think we just we just found a massive breakthrough. And that might sound really simple. We can talk about gluten, dairy, allergies, intolerances, fasting, blood glucose, all of that. And then we looked at it and it was like, there must be something wrong with my metabolism. You know, I'm doing sessions, but so they were still losing weight, by the way. It was just a bit slower than we had imagined for 1,100 calories and quite consistent. But we soon found out they weren't having 1,100 calories. They were actually having probably about 15, 1,600 calories. So they're still losing weight on that, which is quite good. But so when it comes to hot drinks, they're absolutely fine, but I would track the, the milk. And to ensure that you're not just tracking everything and weighing it, like, excuse me, I want a cup of tea, but can you just track that milk? Just add in, like, depending, be honest with yourself, but if you have like four cups of tea a day, just maybe add like 100 ml of milk in, so you know that's what I'm having, and just cater for that. If you're someone like this person who has like four coffees, which are very milky and free teas, maybe add like 400 calories in. It does make you think, doesn't it? It's, it's funny, like we, our studio in Marlborough is like, there's no shops like next to it. Whereas in Devizes, we're opposite Costa, we're next to supermarket, Chippenham. You can just nip in uh, across the way, pop out, get some milk, get a coffee. And it's funny when I'm, when I'm in, the Marlborough studio, I can just go without having milk in the coffee. Because I'm like, well, I'm not I'm not driving anywhere, I'm not getting in the car just for milk, you know. And the amount of calories I actually save there, it's like a meal, right, by the end of the day, if it is like that 400 calories. And it's these small things that sometimes add up. And although this might not seem menopause-related, this might not seem uh, perimenopause-related, it really is when we consider that Sometimes it's like, why am I not losing weight? I swear I used to lose weight before. And actually this can be the reason, the things that add up that we're just not aware of sometimes. Really important thing to consider. Hey, Penny. Hey, Monica. Uh, so I hope that uh, sums up that one. So nothing wrong with it. Just count, just cater for it, basically. But yeah, like everything, the, the calories still count. Uh, 
okay, so Kathy asked, um, missed posting questions on yesterday, wanted to ask if you could post the link. Further information, Ari Creatin. Yeah, absolutely. So what I'll do for you, Kathy, uh, I'll put the link, I'll put a link to a good review um, <clears throat> that I have saved on my computer somewhere. Got it. Um, I'll just put it, it's a, it's a nice, quite easy to read review that if you want to go into more detail, then you can quite easily do it because it's got loads of references in. Um, so I'll put that in the comments for you um, on there. So you can just have a nice little read on there. And I've just sent it to you uh, into Kathy on there as well in terms of creating. Um, that will be a, a nice read. So creating uh, for you, Kathy. Hope that uh, helps. Um, but essentially what I said, that, that just sums up and, it, and it's about creating in, in women, uh, women's health, lifespan for that. Um, and essentially the benefits in terms of bone, um, the uh, bone function, post-menopause, um, and restoring bone, also brain, cognitive health. Um, yeah, so quite quite an interesting one, especially you know, vegan, vegetarian as well, especially even more important to, to do. So, um, and especially with exercise, like I said, at the very least, it'll probably increase your performance in exercise. So, and all this kind of leads into this next part of the question. Hey, Teresa, um, which was, uh, also, if taking a vitamin supplement, is a general multivitamin likely to be suitable or menopause specific? So from a, my research answer is like a multivitamin would be suitable. And if I'm perfectly honest, a lot of the uh, like menopause supplements are a little bit in marketing galore, gone a bit crazy um, and a bit overhyped. However, whether it's placebo or not, I know that there are, they do often contain some ingredients that can help. And I would say trial it. But the, another question that, that kind of links in with this is, you know, is it, is it harder to lose weight during this period? Like straight to the point. Great question, by the way. Hey, Kirsty. And the answer is physiologically, not really. Like the calories still count the same. Your fat loss still works the same. Um, Kirsty, help. What's the, what do you need help with? Comment, ask your question. That's why we're here. Um, physiologically, it's the same. Psychological, oh, hello, not help. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is quite interesting that O is next to P. So if you are writing help or hello, you can quite easily. Anyway, um, we are here to help, though. So it's what we, we are here at Fruity Fit to help. So um, physiologically, there is uh, not much difference. Like I said, in terms of the research, in terms of calories burned, the main difference was um, the calories burned through physical activity, which is obviously something we do. So what they showed was people just exercise less. Um, however, then you ask the question, okay, why did they exercise less? Well, look at some of the symptoms that indirect, indirectly can make fat loss harder hot flushes, energy levels down, 
fat distribution, potentially you know, hormonal changes that all impact this, you then throw in bad sleep that we touched on this morning, which then underpins this. And that's like a nice soup for, oh, I'm now hungry, I'm now you know, a bit tired to exercise, I'm gonna overcompensate, I'm comfort eating, etc. So indirectly that can make it harder. So if you can manage the symptoms, even 1% better, that's gonna have a progress, whether someone goes on HRT to help with that, whether someone tries a few vitamin supplements, whether we talk about soy for hot flushes as well, at the very least, you're gonna increase your protein, whether that's soy yogurt, tofu, and a soy yogurt, whatever. Um, and don't think you have to have three portions a day, even though the research showed that, it's about maybe just increasing it, looking at some omega-3 as well. Again, that was another um, part of it as well, where they look at why do Asian populations have fewer incidences of hot flushes, well, they seem to have higher soy intake, higher um, omega-3, and they kind of showed that that seems to have a beneficial effect, even in people in the West. So you could argue that it must, it might more be nutrition related than lifestyle, because some people are like, well, maybe it's more lifestyle related, they just walk more, etc. Uh, than we do, they exercise more. There's lots of other variables. Um, you could argue as well that you know, we consume more caffeine and alcohol in general than a lot of cultures. Um, so there are then those variables. But in terms of the menopause supplement, um, they do contain doses that are quite high. Uh, so you could argue that some of the multivitamins, they tick the box, but the dose is quite low. So maybe some of the benefits are coming from, you know, they often contain like soy isoflavones, which as I showed in the research in terms of the soy intake as well, might help with hot flushes. So yeah, like and a, a multivitamin generally won't contain that. So, I mean, try it. I would say if there's a specific symptom you're trying to get hold of like hot flushes, you can then, then look at that. Awesome work, Sarah. Back from circuit. So onto your question, actually. Any tips for early morning walking about four or five and waking up with racing? Oh, early morning waking. I read that wrong. Not, I was like, you're going for a walk at four or five a.m. That's quite impressive. Slash, yeah, slash, yeah I'm, I'm walking around them. Also, uh, when I'm just falling asleep, suddenly waking up with a jerking, horrible feeling of, of falling and wondering if this is normal. Um, I would say how, how often does that happen? What do you do pre-bed? What's your caffeine intake like? Something that I'm going to call myself out on here is that journaling before bed was always, and I say was because I'm, I'm slacking with that. I'm getting back to it at the moment, but it was always a really powerful thing for me in terms of what worked well. What's, what's the free wins of today? What what one thing could you have done better today? You're reflecting on your day, asking questions that you would probably talk to a friend about. And guess what? When you talk to the friend about it, they normally go, I feel so much better now, just, you know, discussing it. I was really stressed. That was, my mind was racing. You need to be there for you as well. So you're not relying on someone else all the time. Hey, Patricia. And that's a really powerful thing to go through. Okay. So, um, yeah, um, in terms of waking up four or five, racing thoughts, consider like the journaling, the stress. What do you do when you wake up? Are you stressing about getting back to sleep? How do you know what the time is? Are you checking your phone? 
Um, that's one thing to consider on there. Maybe consider something like a meditation on there. If it was cramps, you could look at magnesium intake. Um, magnesium can help with cramp, migraines. Um, you know, you could chase it back to overall diet, potentially. Uh, but I would first, my first point of call there would be what's your bedtime routine like? Think about today's task. Are you ticking the boxes to some of those tips in there? Um, is what I'd say, you know, keeping your bedroom cool. Are you making sure that you have a no phone um, time before bed or turning emails off? One of the best things about actually having an Apple Watch is when you set your uh, bedtime alarm clock, it sets like a 30 minutes before, turns off notifications, even on your phone and just does it automatically. And I can never be bothered to turn it back on. It's funny how we think we're in control of our time, but our environment dictates what we do a lot more than we think. Like the fact I can't even be bothered to turn off the sleep notifications, which means I don't get notified of anything after a certain time, pretty much sums up how our environment can dictate what we do, right? If there's, if I've got an alcohol-free beer here, and I've got some nuts there. I'm probably I'm probably going to have some nuts, if I'm honest. But, because there's no nuts there, I'm just not going to eat them. It's as simple as that. And sometimes we talk about willpower, you know, finite sort. And there's lots of... We talk about willpower like we know exactly what it is and how to manage it. But actually, willpowers. There's quite a few different research um, hypotheses on willpower. And one of the main things is like our obesogenic environment does make it harder. So the more we surround ourselves, you know, we compare, we complain about the aisles, food aisles and chocolate bars at checkouts. But then if we're having chocolate bars on the side of an, in our kitchen, you know, that's on us. Right. And I know, you know, family, et cetera, leaving them out, but we can almost have a rule. Then we've got to have some kind of rule to delay gratification. I will only eat when I sit down all of a sudden then, we're setting another barricade. I've got to get it and then sit down. Okay, I've got to get it. I've got to put it in a bowl. Um, so Sarah, I would, I'd consider firstly, sleep routine before bed, have a bath, temperature, dark, switch off. When you're waking up, could you meditate? Could you, could you, if you're waking up at four or five, consider and you're like racing thoughts, have you written down a to-do? Have you written down what you need to get done, your priorities at the moment? Um, depending on your schedule, have you actually just, depending on what time you go to bed, have you just had enough sleep at that time? It sounds odd, but you know, someone might have gone to bed at half nine. If they wake up at like five, it's, it's not a bad amount of sleep. Um, so it might be that you get up and then if you need a nap later in the day, if you can structure that in or even like a shut eye for five minutes, maybe that actually suits your circadian rhythm better, but it's just not the norm. And maybe growing up, you're always told that if you were to sit down, you were lazy. You know, it happens a lot. Like people go, I can't have a nap. That's me. Don't call it a nap. Call it a CRP, a controlled recovery period. I'm going to have a controlled recovery period where I just shut my eyes for five minutes. If I fall asleep, great. If I don't, fine. Um, so I hope that helps on there, Sarah. Um, next question. Kirsty, I'm managing the hunger better with protein. Perfect. But constantly crave sugar. Any tips? So what do you mean by sugar? Um, few questions on here. If you're craving 
sugar. Know that there's no actually physiological need for sugar. So if you're craving sugar, what are you actually craving? Because there's no actually physiological need for sugar. Like your body can turn other nutrients to glucose. So is it a craving? Is it a true craving? Like, could you eat an apple? Would that hit the spot? Would be my first. Something sweet like a biscuit. Okay. And if you had the biscuit, would that satisfy the need? Would be my question. Are you craving it because you think you can't have it? That's where a lot, one of the biggest issues of cravings comes from the fact that we think we can't have it or the belief that we think we can't have it. Um, When actually you can give yourself permission to have it, but just know that it's your choice, right? That biscuit might slow down your weight loss if it's calories you don't need, but you're making that choice. You can have it if you want. Does it provide you with the comfort that you thought it would? Yes or no? Is how many do you need to be happily satisfied? Is is one enough, two, three, four? Then we make that choice. Like we talked about this morning with the self-sabotage, the cost-benefit analysis. What's the cost of eating the biscuits? What's the benefits of doing it? You make that decision. You're not always going to get it right. And that's okay. Knowing what I know now, what would I do differently next time? That's a question to ask. Hey, Sue. So is it because you think you can't have it? And actually you can have it, right? We're adults, we need to make decisions that come with benefits and drawbacks. And actually when we understand that, that like I said this morning about the norm, what does being normal mean? Do we want to be normal? Do we want to fit in? Do I, I feel like I'm missing out is something that comes up a lot. And if you feel like you're missing out, missing out on what? Because you're always going to be missing out on something, right? You're either missing out on the goals that you keep saying you want, or you're missing out on something. And that might be approval from others. For example, uh, being from Italian background and going to different families, members' houses and having um, gluten issues and going, no, no, nonna, I don't want to eat pasta today. That's like, hey Liz, that's like frowned upon almost. It's like, oh, don't get the approval there. Um, Whereas if I eat it, yes, I'll feel horrendous. Yes, I'll feel quite sick, but I get some approval. Hey Ola. Does that make sense on there, Kirsty? I'm just going to take a swig of my alcohol-free, gluten-free beer. That's better. So, um, and something sweet on an evening, like, find something that, that can satisfy that as well. Experiment with that. Like, for example, sometimes if I just want something after dinner, sparkling water, alcohol-free beer, like 76 calories for spark. Uh, alcohol-free beer, and that, that actually just hits the spot for me. But it's finding what works for you and what you're willing to compromise on that. So um, that is all the questions. Let me know if that makes sense uh, on there. Does that make sense?
Kirsty, if you're on replay as well, do let me know. Right, and that is all the questions on there. So if you have any other questions, do comment below. Tomorrow, by the way, like I said, Lazy Bum 3.0, we step up the workouts a little bit. Um, and then we bring it all together this week. We simplify it down so you leave with a plan. Because remember, you only get results for done. This is the key thing. Take action. You can leave with a load of information, but it, it, won't, it won't do anything. We have to actually take action from this. This is the key thing. Taking action. What am I going to do differently? What am I going to do today? no matter how small, to move me one step in the right direction here. That's the key thing. So um, that is all for tonight. Tomorrow, final day already. This, the weeks are flying by, aren't they? I'm going to take another swig of my alcohol-free beer. Um, I always get conscious of the alcohol-free beer. Sometimes I'm like, can I have one like in the morning? Or is that a bit weird now? That's now weird, isn't it? Can I have one during my workout? Given that the research shows that beer is more hydrating than water. Um, I mean, that's just brilliant, isn't it, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> so in terms of mild dehydration, that is. Um, and that's probably because there's probably a bit more bit of sodium in beer. Um, uh, white alcohol-free beer, lower on the calories and... I don't like being hungover. Uh, I've got too much to do in the morning. <laughs> uh, I don't, I do drink from time to time if I want to, but if I'm honest, I find that um, alcohol-free beer is quite good now. Um, and yeah, it, I actually quite like the taste. Um, so yeah. Uh, Penny really enjoying sparkling water, big lump of ice, perfect. I swear, you're, I swear it's all about the glass, right? I put a beer in here, nice and cold, and yeah, I'm good to go. Yes, you know, you could argue it doesn't look, you know, like a typical beer glass. Um, I like it from there. Okay. Um, so, um, Sandra, awesome. Katrina, great stuff. Any questions, um, do let me know. Enjoy your alcohol-free beer. Eat your protein. Drink your water. Question your things. Be aware of what you're doing and why. Um, clash tomorrow evening. Watch on replay. Also, uh, can I re-watch the morning Videos again uh, after Friday. Yeah, this group will be open until Monday. Okay. So it will be open until Monday. So that's fine. You can catch up over the weekend. So all good. Um, thank you, Claire. I'll enjoy my uh, alcohol free beer. Elderflower cordial in a wine glass. Yeah, that is, definitely helps. Uh, Jackie, all helpful. Perfect. Great. Awesome, Julie. I might have a... Uh, Two alcohol free beers tomorrow, maybe. Awesome, Claire. Claire. So have a lovely evening, early night, and I'll see you later. See you, Lisa. Take care.